relax and listen, where Josh likes to speak about some recent gaming news. Smash Ultimate had one of its majors at the end of January called Genesis 9 at the time of writing and watching it live. So much competition and good sets went on, but the person I want to talk about is the one who won it. MKLeo put his mark on the tournament by yet again proving why he's legit the best. Not only that, but by being down in the loser brackets and to witness this guy come up clutch in matches where it looks like he's about to lose but comes out on top is quite an experience to see live. His level of awareness, mental fortitude, and patience is so inspiring to watch. The man is never discouraged. Even if his ass gets beaten since his time and knowledge of the game is unmatched. To come back down in the grand finals to essentially win about six matches and not make a big deal about it is awesome. His cool demeanor as a person is so much different than his playstyle he demonstrates. A great player to watch and learn from. Now that I'm caught up with Bleach the Thousand Year Blood War, I can safely say without a doubt it's one of the best anime shows i watched, period. The anticipation to wait for the final arc to be animated was unreal. And now that it's here, it's been everything I've been hoping for. From start to finish, each episode was captivating. As someone who barely, and I mean barely, read the manga, I'm glad I waited, since it gives me chances to think about what I watched after every episode and figure out where the story might go or what other twists was left untold, which many still are. And I'm more prone to watching anime instead of reading mangas. Now this arc is focused on the Quincy's, so first things first to get that out of the way, I didn't realize Bleach was this dark. Sure, the Fullbringer arc did end in a tragedy if that's what you want to call it. Ichigo's spiritual pressure gone, he has dreams about the soul reapers he was close to but they turned him away, the mystery surrounding Ichigo's soul reapers badge, Ginjo's betrayal, etc. It never struck me that it'll go beyond that. And to be honest, I really do like the tone shift. Episode 1 demonstrates that perfectly right by going straight into the story, building up the mysteries surrounding the Hollow's disappearances while showing they're a threat to Soul Reapers and the world of the living. I don't want to spoil too much. It's a you-must-see-for-yourself type of show. The new renditions of the OST hit hard, bringing in some familiarity for longtime fans even an opening and ending had that hook that get you to feel your feelings. In addition, the ends of episodes have this inspired manga format where a character speaks about the upcoming episode in vague ways that may have something to do with their motives, building up anticipation for the next episode. There's so much to like about Bleach's return, and it's only part one. The wait until July can't come soon enough. I recommend the show wholeheartedly. Nintendo brought us the gaming goods we could look forward to in the first half of 2023 at their Direct. 
That said, here are the games that stood out to me. Splatoon 3's DLC, more specifically, Side Order. It shares a near automata vibe with its distinctive colorless hub we'll explore in, while showing glimpses of someone's past. I do like things that have a lot of mystery that surrounds them. For sure, Game Boy and Game Boy Advance coming to Switch Online was a highlight. Getting the chance to try out many of the classics I wanted is a big W, because that means I get a chance to finally play Mario & Luigi Superstar Saga. Metroid Prime Remasters getting Shadow Drops the day of the Direct was unexpected. Never played any of the Primes yet, so with this out, my interest has severely skyrocketed to play it. A brand new course made for Mario Kart 8 is Yoshi's Island, with Birdo being added. To be honest, I always thought she was in the game, and seeing how they added her in Wave 4 kinda bewildered me. I don't know about you, but my body will be ready for go-karting when it hits spring. Tales of Symphonia gets re-released again. I only vaguely remember it on GameCube, but I wasn't very good at RPGs that were very dialogue heavy until now. I'm very curious to see why many like that one. Another is Deca Police, an RPG, but this one is all about investigations. I love trying to solve things to crack the case. A surprise return was Samba de Amigo, a rhythm-based game as you shake maracas, joy-cons, to the beats of the music until your arms fall off. Of course, the big bad boy, Tears of the Kingdom, looks just about what I expect. Open terrain, craftable machinery, and going to the sky. And is this the first time Ganondorf has ever fully spoken? If so, then it'll be interesting to see how they depict his personality and depth as a villain. With a breath of relief, Neil Druckmann from Naughty Dog has assured to everyone that they're done making Uncharted games and possibly even The Last of Us if they cannot come up with a compelling story for Part 3. In an interview with BuzzFeed, here's what he exactly says on the matter. I know there's a bunch of people wondering about The Last of Us Part 3 and whether that will be a thing or not. All I can say is, at Naughty Dog, we're very very privileged that our publisher is Sony, which means Sony funds our games, supports us, and we're owned by Sony. So Sony giving them complete freedom on whatever they control. Even if something manages to succeed and sell well, he mentions it doesn't always require a sequel. He continues, Likewise with The Last of Us, it's up to us whether we want to continue it or not. Our process is the same thing we did when we did part 2. Which is, if we could come up with a compelling story that has this universal message and statement about love, just like the first and second game did, then we will tell that story. If we cannot come up with something, we have a very strong ending with part 2, and that will be the end. As someone from beginning to end who actually finished The Last of Us Part 2, I can tell you that the whole arcing narrative leaves plenty of discussions to be had for sure, at the expense of breaking characters and hurt any logic the story wants to tell or prove. Through the way they handle the stories just hurt the chances of them finding a middle ground narrative for three that justifies any meaningful plots that could be had. But with their multiplayer Last of Us game in development, it'll be a sight to see how their level of writing carries over and whether or not, at least for me personally, 
will even like to see a part 3. Only time will tell. With The Last of Us TV show bringing in such viewership, part 3 might be on the way. Depending on how well season 2 does. I do recommend the show from what I watched thus far. For Uncharted, yeah, it's understandable. They wrapped up Nathan Drake's story, and from my experience with the franchise, I wholly agree that Naughty Dog should move on to different endeavors. <clears throat> Jack and Daxter, I too would like to see them try something different in the future. Xbox, Phil Spencer, it's time to step it up for your exclusive releases on the platform. It has been quite empty for Xbox as of late. Hence, Phil blames himself for last year. In an interview with IGN, he comments, Our commitment to our fans is that we need to have a steady release of great games that people could play on our platform, and we didn't do enough of that in 2022. There's no doubt. And fundamentally, that's on me. I'm the head of the business. The commitment we had to our customers to continue to deliver great games is something I take seriously, the teams take seriously, and 2022 was too light in games. I do like how he puts the fault on him and is seemingly determined to get the ball rolling. He touched on the developer's direct Xbox had last month, noting the game Hi-Fi Rush, which dropped unexpectedly and expects it to be better this year in Xbox's library. And now, by the looks of it, tons of people are enjoying the game, so he doesn't want to get ahead and make announcements without at least a release date's guarantee. Microsoft's Xbox has been up in arms with their Activision Blizzard deal to be finalized, but the greatest worry would have to be how many games besides the ones they showcase will they release this year. The branch of studios at their disposal there has to be plenty to come soon, right? Alas, only time will tell. To switch it up, I'll still be doing Doki Doki Literature Club inspired poems. The only difference is that some of the music might come from outside of the game. And it goes like this. Point of contact, it dropped as it drooped. Far and away a dilemma turns, for it awakened. Up and up the wind sins its men. Undersized, oversized, the trial is not an option. For the bird weeps for anything deep. Run and run from your mighty moon, the shade is gone in vain. Darkness is painted upon reflection. Ahead is already led. What more can I reach if I cannot teach? Beneath the sheet is fears smeared. Now, I'll list games that'll come out in the remaining month of February. In an unlikely team-up between Wolf and Deer, 
the two must set aside their differences and work together as they try to find a way out of the snowy wilderness. Block is a co-op adventure game and it's up to both players to control these animals' fate and see if they can reunite with their loved ones once more. For PC and Switch today, Labyrinth of Galeria, the Moon Society, is an RPG that lets you control 12 party members. And I don't know how that's going to work, but good luck as you explore mystical dungeons to find love and courage on PS4, 5, and Switch today. I think someone is wanted dead? Just dead. From ex-developers of Ninja Gaiden, fast-paced combat, minigames, an unwavering skill set of gunplay, find out why this woman is wanted dead. Today for all platforms, the PS5 exclusive Returnal is making its return on PC. The features included in this version are screen optimizations, ultra-wide support, ray tracing, dual sense, and better sound to even more the sound out today on PC. If you love Final Fantasy and its music, then check out Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line today. You can play all your lovely heroes and heroines to the beats in this, as you may have guessed, rhythm game. From Final Fantasy 1 through 15, play your favorite OSTs through multiple stages come the 16th for Switch and PS4. The Settler's New Allies is a strategy management game. Find new landscapes, craft tools and houses, etc. to survive as you take on other factions come on the 17th for PC and later in the year for consoles. I did mention it earlier, Tales of Symphonia is remastered. The action RPG I've always seen as a kid, but never got the grasp of anything text-heavy back then. Hopefully this time, with this new release, I'll get a chance to see why many like it. Released on PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch the 17th. Wild Hearts makes you feel Karakuri in your heart. Take on giant monsters with your allies, gather resources, and find out what Karakuri means in Monster Hunter, uh, I mean, in Wild Hearts for PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC the 17th. Honestly, from what I've seen, I still am unsure of what Atomic Hearts generally is. It's so intriguing to me that Genuinely, until the game comes out, I can't say much except it's a first person mixed with maybe some Bioshock elements. It finally comes out the 21st for everything except Switch. Yakuza fans have harped on this re-release title for a while, but now it comes out for the first time localized in the West. Title in question is the open world action adventure Like a Dragon Ishin. The game hits the stores for all platforms except Switch come the 21st. The big boy, and by big I mean the cash needed to spend on it, will be here soon. That is PlayStation VR 2 and Horizon Call of the Mountain for PlayStation 5, both out on the 22nd. Time to gear and prepare to sacrifice your life for the sports. Blood Bowl 3 is a football strategy game that centers around orcs using all means to cheat their way to victory. How will you train a squad to literally beat out the competition? 
find out the 23rd for all platforms, excluding Switch. Ever wanted to own a restaurant virtually with all the best dishes, supplies, and staffers you can think of? If that matches your taste and talents, Chef Life, a restaurant simulator, is on the menu. See how you can build a successful business come the 23rd for all consoles. Push out, men, and hold the perimeter. The RTS Company of Heroes 3 has layer of strategies for you to take advantage of a more fuller and dynamic environment to hit the enemy where it hurts. Available exclusively on PC the 23rd. After a helicopter crash, you're alone and must gather resources and weaponry to dispel a monstrous creatures. Explore the woods and perhaps discover the existence of said beasts in Sons of the Forest only for PC the 23rd. Atelier Risa 3 Alchemist of the End and the Secret Key is an RPG back with some returning characters. See what concoctions are made on the 24th for PlayStation, PC, and Switch. Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe is back, remastered with more added content. Up to four players can play together, exclusive for Switch the 24th. Travel Again and the 2D HD RPG Octopath Traveler 2. Eight brand new travelers with more connectedness to the stories. See what awaits the 24th for PlayStation, PC, and Switch. A new platformer that does remind me a bit of Banjo and Kazooie and Crash Bandicoot is on the way. Travel through time and space, discovering wacky worlds, obstacles to avoid, and unique foes that might make your head scratch. Clive and Wrench comes out the 28th for PC. PlayStation, and Switch. Bungie ain't done yet, as they continue to build upon Destiny 2 with a new expansion pack, Lifefall, making its way onto consoles the 28th, excluding Switch. Scars Above is a third-person action-adventure shooter set on an unknown alien world. Explore its landscapes for knowledge and find your crewmen in the dangerous wilderness. Available the 28th for PC, Consoles, no switch. Lastly, the guy who made the title must have just input random numbers and letters like Near Automata. So anyone who wants to buy this, good luck in saying his name in front of a person. A overhead RPG where collecting resources, traversing through wastelands to grow plants for a terrarium home you live at. Void Terrarium 2 will be fully playable on PlayStation and Switch the 28th. That was a lot to unpack, and even my longest episode to date to keep up with. A few quick notes, Rihanna at the Super Bowl was amazing, and her sinking umbrella again did bring out some nostalgia within my heart. Almost kind of made me tear up a little bit. And almost close to the final play of the game of the Super Bowl, the call that was made for the guy hanging on the other guy, and the refs somehow managed to think that was there was some contact and holding. Those guys need to get their eyes checked. And that's all I'll say to it. Otherwise, that was a good Super Bowl watch. Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed it. That'll do it for today's podcast episode. If you like what you heard, you know what to do. I do have YouTube, which I will leave in the description below called Just Relax. The playthrough I'm doing now is Persona 5 Royal. Once in a blue moon, I might stream something on twitch.tv slash relax1, and 
I think I'll do streams Wednesdays from now on. With that said, I hope you all take care of yourselves, have a chill day, do your best, keep on gaming, and I'll see you next time with more gaming news.